The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jesse Kelly Show, another hour of the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. We have rivers of melted butter this hour, trouble with the kids' school this hour. Not my kids, your kids, problems you may be having. Bill Gates trying to murder the world, some history. Oh, man, we have so much to get to tonight on the Jesse Kelly Show. I I just want to finish this up real quickly because someone was talking about how they're struggling financially right now and... I'm not going to recap the whole thing. I'm talking about some disastrous vacation we took years ago. Everyone's puking. We finally, on the way back home, the wife has blown out not one, but both of her ankles blew them out so badly that had to be wheeled onto the airplane. Had to be wheeled onto the airplane. And then when we got off the airplane, we couldn't even go right home. But I had to take her directly to an emergency room so she could get checked out and then go under the knife for surgery. That was our trip. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you think that was a good story? You do. I know you do. You ask for it all the time. So do I. That's what's so crazy. A, quote, vacation that by the time we finally got home that night after her surgery and everything, 
It was nothing, but that sucked. That was the worst thing ever. This was horrible. Our vacation was a disaster. I can't believe we finally spent the money on a vacation and it was terrible. It was, it was all that, right? To this day, the whole family smiles when we bring up Cancun. It's the only time we've ever been to Cancun. We still smile when we talk about it. The tough times you're experiencing now are going to be things you smile about one day. They are. Now, maybe that made you feel better. Maybe it didn't, but it is what it is. River of melted butter blocks Wisconsin waterway after a fire at a dairy plant. Chris, we need to get to Wisconsin stat. I don't know what it is. I'm a butter freak. I am not huge on sweets. I'll go days without eating sweets. Butter Oh my gosh. I actually made the kids eggs nests this morning where you cut the hole out and you know what the eggs nests are? Is that what you call them too, Chris? Some people call them toasted yolks. Like they're called different things where you take the bread and you carve out the hole in the middle. And then I was, I was making them for the boys and I just make them in a vat of melted butter. They're fantastic. All right. Back to, you know what? No, no, we're going we're gonna to pause for a moment because this is in the news. Prince Harry sits down with 60 minutes and this is just going to be a little PSA for the fellas out there, probably the ladies too. But anyway, here's a little snippet of Prince Harry on 60 Minutes. What Meghan had to go through was was similar in some part to what Kate and what Camilla went through. Very different circumstances. But then you add in the race element, which was what the press, British press jumped on straight away. I went into this incredibly naive. I had no idea the British press was so bigoted. Hell, I was probably bigoted you, before. You- the relationship with, with Megan. You think you were bigoted before the relationship with Megan? I, I don't know. Put it this way. I didn't see what I now see. Fellas, I'm going to tell you something. Just you and me talking, all right? I have known more than one friend of mine who has gone down this path. One of them really sticks out in my mind. Guy I served in the Marines with. And I'm talking, he wasn't just some dork. This dude was a stud. You had to go out on a night patrol in Baghdad. This was the guy you wanted right there with you. Total killer. Type A, total killer. Guy you wanted alongside you. And I watched him when we got back from Iraq begin a relationship with a toxic woman. And it was not but two or three years later He was miserable beyond belief. We never saw him anymore. He wasn't, quote, allowed to go out. I have actually not seen him since. I've not laid eyes on him. None of the reunions, none of the meetups. He never comes. Most of the time, he's not allowed to go. Doesn't matter how much we make fun of him for it. That's what it is. And he's not alone. Fellas, you are one toxic woman away from ruining your life. Ladies, probably applies to you too. I don't know. I've never dated dudes. I wasn't in the Navy. So I don't know about that. But fellas, I can tell you this. You are one toxic woman away from destroying your life. Shoot, it's biblical. Remember Samson and Delilah? Samson had it made until that harlot Delilah stepped into his life. And soon he's got his eyes gouged out. Fellas, don't get your eyes gouged out. Stay away from the toxic women, all right? Stay away from... Look, women named Tiffany, 
uh, redheads. These are the, this is a list of the ones that'll really get you. Cuban women, the Cuban women really get you for sure. They'd suck you in with their hotness and then boom, your kidneys are gone. Be careful out there, fellas. Jesse, I have three wonderful boys, two of which are in an all boys Catholic school costs one midlife crisis car per year. Today, I saw next week's focus for my six-year-old, and it's all about diversity, equity, and inclusion. Part of me wants to yank them out, and part of me wants to call them out, the school he's talking about. Is there a third option? I'd like your thoughts. You can say my name. Well, one, this is a PSA to every parent out there who has chosen to go the private school, private religious, just private, whatever. You've pulled your kids out of public school and you still have them in some kind of a charter school, private school, something like that. Don't think for a second that just because your kids are in a private school, a Christian school, a Catholic school, a Jewish school, a Muslim school, some elite financial school, a military school. Don't think just because you have some themed school that sounds good that your school is immune from this communist filth working its way in. You are not immune at all. I can give you a couple stories from my end, and I don't know if this will help you at all. One, as far as should you walk away. If this situation doesn't get rectified, yes, every one of your children should be yanked out of that school immediately. If that involves you moving, that's what it should involve. I, I, I Look, you remember after St. George Floyd died, the patron saint of fentanyl, you remember after St. George Floyd died, we got an email that week, the wife got it, I wasn't signed up from our church at the time, our pastor sent out an email letting us know that he was attending a seminar in Houston, a quote, what white people need to know seminar. And already I'm cringing. I just, my, my heart sank because we loved that church. This is a few years ago now. So I immediately reach out to him. I sent him a message, not publicly. I sent him a message. Hey, uh, I think it's probably important if it's okay with you. I wasn't demanding or anything like that. Don't you know who I am? I didn't do anything like that. It just said, Hey, we should let's sit down and discuss this. I think there are some things. I don't think you understand the, the kind of Marxism you're dealing with here. You think this is about race or something. Nope. Sorry. It starts with listening. That's what he wrote back. Wouldn't answer me. Went and sat down in the pew that Sunday where he gave a sermon on white privilege and how he didn't know about his white privilege. Kelly family got up, walked out, have never darkened the door since. It doesn't matter whether that guy is a good guy, and he is a good guy. Weakness, if you're too stupid and weak to see the communism behind what's happening out here right now, then you can't lead me. Again, I'm not calling you a bad person. Maybe you're not. Maybe, maybe I believe that pastor, that guy I had, I believe he was a good person, probably a very nice, good person, but totally, totally ill-equipped to take on the communist menace. So he's gone. Maybe your kid's school, maybe this Catholic school or the private school or military school or Jewish school or Christian school you have your kids in, maybe they are good people and they're really nice and they do. They read Bible verses and I love it. Or what is it you people call The Torah. Maybe they're out there memorizing the Torah and it's good. And, and, and no, I'm not even making fun this time. Maybe it's good and it's what you want for your kids. But if they're too stupid, weak, and pathetic to see that diversity, equity, inclusion is a Marxist plan to bring this country to its knees— then your children should never be educated in such a place. I will tell you, my kids don't, they don't go to public school. 
We have our kids in a Christian school here. We would homeschool them if we couldn't, but we have them in a good Christian school here. Even still, even though we have them in a good Christian school and we love them in that Christian school, I still meet regularly. In fact, I had coffee with him yesterday. Yesterday, I meet regularly with the head of my kid's school. We sit down, I'll buy him breakfast and a cup of coffee, and we discuss the news of the day. And we discuss the cultural Marxism that's out there. And no, I don't ever sit down and, oh, no, you better, you better do this or that. But I sit down and I want to hear answers as a father with two sons who I love more than life. I better hear answers to my questions that satisfy me or we're gone. And I'm, I'm not, look, I know there's a waiting list. There's a waiting list on all these schools now as public schools get worse and worse and worse. And plus, this isn't a real fancy expensive one. So there's a long waiting list. It's one normal people can afford but I'll still leave. I'll yank my kids out of that school so daggone fat. They won't finish a school year. I'll pull them out of school for a year. My children will not be sent off to be educated for seven, eight hours a day by people who are too either evil or weak and pathetic to fight against the communist menace in this country. Now, it so happens their school is as anti-communist as I am. I mean, they are hardcore, but that's the case. Now, you know what else I won't do? I won't clean up dog vomit anymore. I refuse, but I don't have to. You know about Fred, our golden doodle, who's not a designer dog. It's a golden doodle, okay? But you know about Fred, and you know about his stomach issues. My dog has anxiety. Okay, I'm sorry. My dog has stomach issues. And it was a, it, honestly, it was a real frustration for us. We switched food over and over and over again, trying to find the solution. The solution was rough greens. Dr. Dennis Black. Green Beret, helicopter pilot. He loves dogs more than anybody, and he came up with Rough Greens, R-U-F-F. It's a supplement you pour on your dog's food. Fred doesn't puke anymore. It's amazing. Go to roughgreens.com slash jesse for a free trial bag. Roughgreens.com slash jesse. Free trial bag. Go now. Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. It is The Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Remember, if you missed any part of the show, you can catch the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. They podcast every show, even though the split, the suits split it up into three hours, which frustrates people. But it's still, no, seriously, it is split up into three hours now. There's nothing I can do about that. I've tried. Just subscribe so it automatically downloads. It'll make your life easier. Because otherwise, if you're like me, then you hit download on one, but it doesn't register right away. So then you hit download again, but then it registers the first download. So it actually cancels the download on the first one. Technology sucks, Chris. I don't care what you kids say. Technology sucks. You know what never screwed up? Cassette tapes. Okay, every now and then they did. Actually, they would get tangled up. That what, what I just said wasn't true, but they didn't screw up as much as everything else. All right? Jesse, I heard Bill Gates saying he was on the fence of developing cures for children because they're adding to overpopulation. Then, in case you're wondering what he's talking about, here's what he said. Is the population going to get so big that feeding everybody and maintaining the environment is going to be impossible? So Melinda and I wondered whether providing new medicines and keeping children alive, would that create more of a population problem? Okay. 
So the email says, I heard Bill Gates say he was on the fence about developing cures for children because they're adding to overpopulation. Has anyone thought that he may have something to do with the present epidemic to affect population? Or has my brain turned to being conspiratorial? He has not bought millions of acres to lessen the output of food. Or has he not bought millions of acres? Yes. Let's, let's clarify a couple things we know. All right, we're going to do some things we know and then some things we suspect. Here's what we know. We know, because he's been more than willing to say so on camera several times, that Bill Gates, one of the most influential people on the planet, believes that billions of people need to go. Believes the earth is overpopulated by billions. That's one. Two, we know Bill Gates is buying up mass amounts of farmland in the country. We know that. Three, Bill Gates believes meat, you eating meat, natural meat. He believes cows are contributing to global warning, cow farts. And he wants them stopped. So he's buying up farmland with the intention of not farming it, not, not raising cattle on it or anything like that. These are the things we know. Now let's go to the pandemic. This is something, I, there are people who would say we know it. I could probably say we know it, but I will simply say this. We have documents that have been released by Pfizer, released by the F- FDA to be more specific. Pfizer had to submit documents to the FDA about this therapeutic that they're still calling a vaccine. What we know, well, well, what's in those documents is some scary things about reproduction and a woman's ability to reproduce after she takes it. We see a, we've seen, now this is documented, we have seen a baby die off in countries like Ireland where there has been a massive vaccine push, in the wake of the vaccine push, babies start dying. Newborn babies, they're dying right away. They're dying a lot. We have seen a woman's uh, milk that she produces turn blue in the wake of this. This is stuff that we know. This is stuff that we've seen. I told you before, we were down in Florida, and a doctor, fan of the show, came up, and his wife, no, he was a lawyer. She was a doctor. They came up. They were just fans. We were just gabbing about politics. And she told me, and they weren't even hardcore, you know, anti-vaxxers. That she was just giving me medically because she treats people all day long. She said, Jesse, that vaccine, that's what she called it. That vaccine goes right to a man's heart and goes right to a woman's reproductive area. I'm not a doctor. I'm not telling you those things. I'm telling you the things that I have read and the things smart educated people have passed along to me. Now, when you combine everything I just said there with the fact that Bill Gates, who thinks the world has a lot of people, too many people, and I don't know that there has been a bigger pusher of these vaccines than Bill Gates. Huh. It is a little suspicious, is it not? Just a little don't, don't think that you're some conspiracy theorist. We didn't go off internet conspiracy theories there. What I just told you was FDA documents, was doctors' opinions, multiple doctors' opinions. I, I, the, everything I just told you is solid. You can go look it all up for yourself. That's solid stuff. Those are facts. So you're not some internet conspiracy theorist for wondering why does the man who thinks billions of people need to go, why does he push so many various medicines and, quote, vaccines for the good of humanity. Huh. Almost seems counterintuitive, right? I walk in the office. 
Oh, man. We have all these cockroaches. These cockroaches need to go. Oh, hey, cockroaches. Come here. Let me give you some medicine to help you guys out. I don't want you getting hurt. Hmm. That almost, that almost seems like two different things, doesn't it? Huh. Anyway, moving on. You want to do a little history talk? Let's do a little history talk. People are asking some things about the Japanese in World War II. I've been on that lately. Somebody's asking about a dog. Lost his dog. Very sad. Lost his dog. Should he get a new dog? People want to know why I don't give the Navy more crap than I give the Navy. People want to complain about the Republican Party and why they're useless. All that and so much more is still to come on the Jesse Kelly Show. But when I'm done with this show, do you know what my plans are? I have huge Friday night plans. We're going to get pretty crazy in the, Je- in the Kelly household. I'm going to go home. I'm going to go pick up my son from practice because the wife is still sick. We're going to sit down for a luxury meal of spaghetti and meatballs. The wife made meatballs in the slow cooker yesterday, and tonight there's going to be spaghetti with the leftover meatballs, and I'm going to make garlic bread with the hamburger buns, which is the best garlic bread ever, and then I'm going to put on my my slippers, and I'm going to put on my most comfortable shorts and my T-shirt with the holes in it that the wife wants me to throw out, and we're going to watch a family movie, I think, tonight, or play family board game night if the youngest gets his way. But no matter what we do, I'm going to be doing it in my my slippers all night long because they're the most comfortable things ever. And they're $90 off right now. You get a pair of my slippers for $49.98 right now. When you get my slippers, you will not take them off when you walk in the house. I walk in the house, I take off my shoes that I wear for work right into the my slippers, and they're on until I go to bed. You will do the same. Go to MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE. That's how you get that deal. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE. Or call 800-845-0544. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast is 
NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. You know what I just saw during the break, Chris? It makes that sorry part of that horrible Metallica song you just played even better, though. I saw the video. Have you seen the video of the war going on in Mexico right now? I don't know if you're aware. Okay, so let me let me clue some people in. You know what we need to do? We need to get a hold of Brandon Darby. Chris, remind me. Brandon Darby is our cartel expert. We need to try to line up Darby for Monday so we can get some some... The skinny on this whole thing. Thank you, Chris. Yes, get a hold of Brandon Darby. Uh, the Sinaloa cartel is the most powerful cartel in Mexico. They are currently at war with the Mexican Defense Forces. And when I say at war, I need to clarify. We are talking attack helicopters. We're talking 50 caliber sniper rifles. They have Barretts down there. Full auto. It is, it's in cities. House-to-house raids ambushes it is insane what's going on down there right now no i'm not excited i'm very sad but it also is i mean some of it's kind of cool the video all right a couple things i said last week someone asked why we didn't invade russia after or the soviet union after world war ii he said basically why didn't we keep going to defeat the communists and i said because we couldn't have we there's just the red army was probably as much as this hurts to say the finest army in the world at the end of World War II. They were certainly the most bloodied, the most experienced. And while our army, our military was incredible, they were. You don't invade Russia. And it would have involved invading the Soviet Union. And this guy says, I love these arguments, by the way. You're always welcome to argue with me and disagree with me. You should know. I, I'm, not, I'm not some god you can't argue with. It's fine. He said, hey, Jesse, 
in addition to our complete domination in the airspace, we had the bomb in 1945. Hard to imagine that we wouldn't have made short work of the Ruskies, particularly once we stopped supplying them with just about all of their material. And he says, yeah, the question mark. Okay, a couple of things. One, the Germans had air too. The Germans had air. Germans had good air, the Luftwaffe. That was the German Air Force. But we're dealing with limits of distance. Remember, we don't think about this as often now because most of our air, we have passenger airliners and air forces and things like that that are all powered by rocket fuel. They weren't powered by rocket fuel back then. They were powered by propellers, prop planes, with severe limits on how far they can go. The whole purpose of the island hopping campaign in the Pacific was to go from air base to air base so you could eventually get an air base that was an airfield and one of the islands that was close enough to Tokyo so you could bomb it to powder. We weren't bouncing around the islands. Oh, this one looks nice. Let's go get some coconuts. The point of it was the airfields. It was an airfield hopping campaign because the planes have a limited range. The Germans found this out, and the Germans discovered, once they got to Stalingrad, air, if all you have is air, and the rest of the frozen tundra hellscape of Russia is cut off to you, that's not enough to supply entire armies. I know the Germans tried to do it. They tried to, once the German army in in Stalingrad got surrounded by the Ruskies, they, the Germans tried to airdrop them enough supplies to keep them alive, enough food and, and things like that, and they simply were not able to do so. The German troops on top of freezing to death were starving to death and running out of ammunition. It is hard to airdrop enough supplies to an entire army. That's one. Two, contrary to popular belief, we did not have the bomb in 1945. In fact... We had zero bombs in 1945. People may not know this. We definitely didn't tell the Japanese this. We dropped our only two. We had two. Too too bad for Hiroshima and Nagasaki. They got the brunt of both of them. We didn't have another. We didn't have a big nuclear stockpile. And even if we did have another one, let's say we had another two, three bombs. Um... Which city in Russia do you think we could have nuked that would have made Stalin surrender? He gave up way, he gave up like half of his country in a tactical retreat to the east, just letting the Germans come on in, let Moscow be surrounded. He let inhuman numbers of Russians be wiped out because he wasn't going to give up at all. Do you think you were going to what? Drop a bomb on Moscow? And that was going to have Stalin come to the table? It wouldn't have. Chris said he, yeah, it's a good point. Chris said he kills his own citizens. He killed his own son. Remember? His own son was taken captive by the Nazis. And the Nazis figured out they, they, what they had. And they said, hey, Stalin, you've got some generals of ours, some Nazi generals. We want them back. Better give us those generals back. We've got your son. We'll give you your son. And Stalin said, we don't trade generals for corporals. And his son promptly threw himself against an electric fence and killed himself in a Nazi prison camp. So it's not exactly a happy story, but 
Do you think you're dealing with an individual who was going to stress if a million people in Moscow got nuked? Stalin wouldn't care. That's a million fewer mouths to feed. Which brings me to this next one. Last night you were saying the Japanese would probably tell the history of World War II a bit differently. Well, a few years ago, I was touring Corregidor in the Philippines. You know where Dugout Doug evacuated from. Hold on, pause for a second. In case you don't know what that is, you know about the Bataan Death March. Everyone knows what that is. Well, that took place on the Bataan Peninsula in the Philippines. Off of, right off the Bataan Peninsula in the Philippines, there's an island called Corregidor, where the Allies, where we had dug a serious underground bunker complex so the Japanese couldn't bomb it, couldn't air bomb it, couldn't artillery bomb us off the island. And that's where Douglas MacArthur set up his command post. They called him, the troops there called him Dugout Doug, because while they were all starving to death and eating monkeys, he spent all of his time on Corregidor, safe from the Japanese bombs, and then on orders from the president to defend him, even though I don't defend this at all, on orders from the president, they slipped him out of there in a boat. They slipped him out of there, slipped through the Japanese blockade, and he escaped to Russia. So that's why they called him Dugout Doug. Anyway, well, there is a monument on Corregidor dedicated to all the brave Japanese soldiers of the war in the Philippines. As the tour guide tells it, an American Pacific War vet pulled out his pocket knife and used it like a chisel to remove the inscription for the Japanese soldiers. I looked at it, and sure enough, the inscription on the marble marker was roughly scratched out. I can just picture it, my grandfather, who served there in one of the first CB bats, pulling his pocket knife out and doing his best to destroy the monument to the, quote, brave Japanese soldiers. Grandpa would have been livid. His name is Ross. Well, here's the thing about that. Grandpa would have been livid. And I brought this up before. You ever talk to, there aren't many of them left, God bless them. You ever talk to these World War II veterans? The World War II veterans that served in the European theater don't have a lot of, a lot of bitterness and hatred towards the Germans. In fact, they've been reunions where they go drink beer together. It's actually a really cool thing. I've never talked to a World War II vet from the Pacific that had a kind word to say about the Japanese. The Japanese were so evil during that war. So evil, the things they did. That said... As a, you know, maybe I'm a homer because I'm a fan of Japan and Japanese culture. I'm not a fan of obviously anything they did during that war. But that said, as horrible, barbaric, subhuman as they were, all that stuff is very fair. Let's also be very fair about one thing. They were very brave. They weren't just sadistic monsters who then ran like cowards. The Japanese would chain themselves to machine guns so they couldn't retreat when people came in. Look, they were a lot of things, but they were also very, very brave. There's no question about that. All right, we have more. Our movement, the conservative movement, useless sometimes, no? And someone lost his dog. What should he do? Hang on. Missed out? Catch up. JesseKellyShow.com It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Chris, what is that song? Cult of Personality? Why do you say it like I'm supposed to know what that song is? Who's that from? When was that song made? In Living Colors? Really? That's an 80s song? Man, now I feel stupid. I thought that was... 
Uh, that's that's not an 80s song, Chris. I grew up in the 80s. 80s are oldies for you. Don't tell me that's an 80s song. Anyway, it is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. I told you it was going to be a good day. You know why it's a good day? This is me. No, no, seriously. It's a good day because of the Frito Bandito. Ay, 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 ay. I am the Frito Bandito. Hey, I like Fritos corn chips. I love them, I do. I want Fritos corn chips. I'll get them from you. Ay, 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 ay. Oh, I am the Frito Bandito. Give me Fritos corn chips and I'll be your friend. The Frito Bandito, you must not offend. Munch, munch, munch a bunch of Fritos. Let me tell you something really quickly here. You said it's 88, Chris? 1988? Man, I'm going to get so much crap for that. You know what's terrible about you? And yes, I'm talking I'm talking to you, the audience. It's because you're so mean to me. And when I make mis- what, Chris? When I make mistakes even though I'm so nice, I know. I know. I know I'm going to show up on Monday and I'm going to have so many people giving me crap about that song. <laughs> I'm such a kind, sweet, generous human being. And you, you're not nice. You're not nice at all. But I am nice. And you know what? You can tell why I'm nice by me telling you about things that are going to save your rear end. Not just self-protection things, home protection things. Your home, it's wonderful. I'm glad you own one. It's also your biggest financial liability. Your home title is not Locked away in a bank vault. I can't stress that enough. And I'm stressing it to you because that's where I thought the home titles were kept. It is not in a bank vault. They are all in the cloud now. They're all online. Yes, yours too. They're all online. That means these dirtball hackers, and I don't even understand how you hack things. This is so beyond me. They hack into them. They steal home titles. They forge your signature on it. They did it to me and my wife. They looked identical And then they take the home title and they go start taking loans out against your home and you don't have any idea. No one calls you. You think someone's going to call from the bank. Hey, I just want to confirm this is you. They don't do that. You start getting late notices in the mail. Then you start getting eviction notices in the mail because you didn't take out a home loan. If you want that stopped before it starts or you want to be made whole again once it happens, you better go get home title lock. All right. Protect yourself. Consider this part of your home insurance. I do. I consider. I don't consider my home fully insured unless I have home title lock. Go to hometitlelock.com slash jesse. In fact, you should go there whether you're going to sign up or not because they allow you to put in your address for free with no obligation to let you know. Then you can find out if you're already a victim. You might already be and not know. Hometitlelock.com slash jesse. All right? All right. ABC said this. The typical American family right now is spending about $400 more a month on the same goods and services as they were last year. Grocery prices, they're up almost 11% from a year ago. And rent costs, those are both hard to escape, are up almost 8% from a year ago. They're not hard to escape. They're impossible to escape. And I think about that. I think about things like that. When I hear these people, people like Don Bacon, representative from Nebraska, say things like Republicans need to get back in session to fight inflation. But people got to tell their, their congressmen, if they're one of those 20, that the House is shut down. We're not working on the issues that we campaigned on, like lowering inflation, securing the border, 
uh, supporting our law enforcement, standing up to China. None of this is happening. All our committees are now shut down, and it's on these 20 people. They're embarrassing the House. They're embarrassing the Republicans. They're embarrassing our country. So I think over time, with focus, we'll get some of these over. But we also have to be willing to consider working with the Democrats at some point to get some cons- work on some concessions to get some support there if these 20 refuse to budge. Which leads me perfectly into this. Dr. Jesse, conservatives today act like an abused wife who continues to return to her abusive husband, which in this case is the national leadership of the Republican Party. Conservatives complain about their feckless, clueless, hapless, spineless, treacherous, deceitful spouses, yet continue to say that they cannot live without them. Until conservatives develop the confidence and fortitude to stand on their own feet, they will remain divided, dependent, and powerless. Why not let the Republican Party go the way of the Whig Party? Well, this this I sympathize with, and I certainly can't point fingers like this at anyone else because I have more times than I care to admit in my life did the hold my nose and vote for him thing. I've done it a thousand times. You probably have too. Once the primaries are over, once the primaries are over, in general, I try to salvage as much of my country as I can salvage, which inevitably leads to voting for these losers in the general election. Now, I have recently stopped doing some of that when it comes to COVID tyranny because I've, th- that horrifies me more than anything else. I, I won't. If you were a COVID tyrant, you, I have to hear you pretty much apologize in order to ever get my vote again. You would have to publicly acknowledge what you did for, to get my vote again, and very few have done that. Ron DeSantis in Florida, I think, is one of the only ones who came out and said it was a mistake, should never have happened, will never happen again. If you're a lockdown person and I don't get an apology of some kind, you'll never get my vote, even in the general election. I've told you before, here in Texas, I didn't vote for Greg Abbott. Now I didn't vote for that loser Beto either. I just didn't vote. You're not getting any help from me. So I understand, though, people, when they go into a general election, because the Democratic Party is so insane now, they get really scared about giving them too much. And I don't think that's an unreasonable position. Yes, I have many, many days where I feel like the Republican Party just needs to die and go away. But it would be helpful if we had some kind of an alternative before that happened, wouldn't it? That's what we need. We need an alternative. And right now, we don't have that. I'm trying the best I can, and I know you're trying the best you can, to turn the Republican Party into an anti-communist party. But we haven't done that yet. Now, we are doing it. It's slow. It's going to take time. It's going to take way more time than you want. But look... This is our struggle. Our struggle is the primaries. It's not the general election. It's the primaries. By the time the general election comes around, that's what you got. I mean, look what we had in Pennsylvania last time. Because a bunch of rhino losers went in and endorsed Oz in Pennsylvania instead of the staunch conservative in the race. We got stuck with Oz against Senator Cucumber. And so a bunch of poor people in Pennsylvania, rock rib conservatives, had to go out and vote for that loser Oz. And of course, because he didn't inspire a single soul, he got beat by Senator Cucumber. Now Pennsylvania has a senator who can't complete sentences. Well, that's the problem with primaries. We continue to fail in primaries and fail in primaries and fail in primaries because, because we want to, I want to endorse the, the reality TV star, guys. And then, well, then we end up exactly where we are. All right, all right don't worry. We have an entire hour left. 
Somebody lost their dog. Uh-oh. Hang on. With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more, only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply, not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.